Okay, so we said that we're going to do we're going to do a piece connected to the Indian of Shaiva them. Right, we're really at the beginning of a Kuta Lachas Hashkamas Avaykar, so doing, I haven't done this year for a couple of weeks, but that's really a middle of. But uh, I think for the next couple of weeks, I want to do this a beautiful, beautiful Torah. In the Kuta Lachas Peri Veribya, Lachas Ishes Halacha Gimel, it goes it's a very, very long Torah. 40, 50 pages long, but uh, he goes into the Indian of Shmir Sabris, into the Indian of marriage, into the Indian of Zivog, into the Indian of proper Kedusha, and he goes at it Barichos, and he begins, obviously based on the Torah of Ram, that's why he always does it, begins with Terech of Gimel, Terech of Dal, which are a little bit more famous Terech of Ram, the second Chil of Ram, and then from there, he builds on the whole Indian of what the Rebbe writes here in Chav Gimel, Chav Dalid, that he gets, well, understand very, very clearly exactly what the... Uh, what the connection between Chav Gimel Chav Dalet. They don't talk specifically about Shmir Sabris. They don't talk about Kedusha. They talk about the Indian of Simcha. But we'll see that Simcha and Shmir Sabris go hand in hand. They're not, they're not two independent things. The, the most crucial, crucial uh, antidote, the most crucial medication in the fight of against Shmir Sabris. Oh, that's what we're going to get to. That's Chav That That's the avoid. That avoid is not just Stam, a general Indian. We're going to see when it comes to the Indian Shmir Sabris, it's crucial, crucial that a person works in the Indian of Simcha. The more Ba'atzvah one is, the more it's easier to get caught up by the Klippa. We'll see why practically it's like that. It's very, very practical like that. A person's depressed, a person's not, feel good about, not feeling good about themselves. The male that happens, we'll see even even al and al also why it happens in a very in a very real way. When a person gets into that place of yoga and anacha, person gets to the place of sadness of of atzvos, Automatically, those klipas are able to attach themselves to him specifically with this Indian, and it's much much more difficult to fight to fight the Indian of shmur sabris. But if you look back, really in 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 terukuf samachtas, right in terukuf samachtas, the Rebbe writes over there on the pasuk of ahaya ekev tishmon. And then it says, yeah. It says, And it will be when you listen. When you listen to the Mishpatim, you'll guard them, and you'll do them. And the next Pasuk says, And Hashem will watch for you the bris. That's the Pasuk says, and a little tra- literal Pashup uh, shot in the Pasuk, it's not talking about anything to which Shmir Sabris. Literal song about that the Rangel will watch the bris, and he'll watch over you, he'll take care of you, the bris that he promised to Avram Yitzhak and Yaakov. But what was the first thing? If, if, we if, you, if you are Makayim the Mitzvahs, and you watch them and guard them and do them properly. Hashem will do the bris. Hashem will keep his part of the promise, and Hashem will guard the bris that he promised to Avaisecha and the chesed that he promised to Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov, and he'll give you everything that he told told him he's going to do. Rashi says, "He'll watch for you." Bris over here doesn't mean literally a, a mila, a bris mila. Bris over here means the covenant that Hashem made with Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov that he'll watch. Us and take care of us. That's what it means. Bisham Hashem lechas abris. Menachem and Torah understands understands it to be uh, to be something very different. Menachem says, if you look back again, Kuf Samachtes. So he writes, what does it mean? Bisham lechas abris. So he says, Vahaya, right, all the way in the bottom, the bottom, Amish at the bottom. He has one, he has one shot in understanding what Vahaya Kavtishman is. Kuf Samachtes. Yeah, it's on the bottom. So I'm going to turn the page. And here is a drop different of uh, right there. Oid Matzasi. Right, so he says, Oid Matzasi. Right, if, uh, really, if you go back a paragraph, it says, V'haya ekev tishman. So, V'haya is a lashon of simcha. Right, we know Chazal always say that V'hi is a lashon of tsar, V'haya is a lashon of simcha. Right, so V'haya ekev tishman. Right, so he says, what does that mean? V'haya ekev tishman is mishpatam elav ashmartam asisam oisam. V'sham alacha ashem asabris. Ki kishetiska le simcha. When a person is zaychet to the concept of simcha, which means V'haya, when you have proper simcha, 
and then Mamela as and then the Mamela Ekev Tishmor as Mishpatim, Mishmartim, Asisim, Oisam, and you're involved in in fulfilling everything the Rambam told you to do. That Mamela, what's the end of the pasuk? V'shamar Hashem l'chas abris, meaning Kishetisko l'simcha, Ozeh Hashem yisparach ba'atzmai yisme l'chas abris. Doesn't mean the covenant that Hashem promised to Avraham Yitzchakov. Over here, it means literally the bris mila. The Hainu Shiyah be'ezrecha. The Rambam will be to help you and to give you the fortitude necessary. Lishmar as a bris akayresh. Be able to be watch over the Indian of bris. Ki ikur pagama bris, and this is really what we're going to focus on the next few weeks. Ki ikur pagama bris, the ikur pagama bris, holy day atzvos. It's through the concept of depression, through atzvos, is the ikur pagama bris. Yeah. How does he make it about symptoms? And he said all the other things also. Oh, so so meaning. Right. Oh, so if you if really if you look back, ekev ekev really means the, the raglayim. Right, the legs, which refers to the place of the bris. But even even on a pasha level, mitzvah gedolius besimcha. Yeah, well, we'll see that once we get it. We're saying, I don't know the types of the words, but we're saying that if he does all Hashem's commandments or whatever, right? So why was why we harping on simcha? Oh, because what's what? Right, Rabbi Nachman writes in Perak Chavdalim, mitzvah gedolius besimcha talmud. It's not true. Right? You look at the Chinuch, you look at the Rambam, you look at the Smag, you look at the Smag. It doesn't say. It's not counted by any of the Mayanam mitzvahs. It's one of the mitzvahs. Yeah, maybe. If do a Hashem Simcha, find the Klolot and the Klolot, Taches Asher, Taches Asher, Vata Hashem, you know, you are, you are, didn't serve the Rabbani Shalom, but right? Besimcha, but Tovlevov, and that's why the Klolot come. We don't find anywhere that it's one of the Tariq mitzvahs that a person has to do Besimcha. But, so how can a Rachman say it's Mitzvah Gedolis Besimcha Talmud? Because there are certain mitzvahs that are not in the Torah, for example. There's Machlokes Rambam and Ramban when it comes to the mitzvah of Amuna. Is mitzvah of Amuna one of the Torah or not one of the Torah? So is Is that a commandment? It doesn't sound like a commandment, right? Hashem is telling you a statement. He's telling you a fact. He's telling you reality. Right? The second one is Don't have a vayizar. The first thing is not. A, it's not. A, there's no command to do anything. Pashas according to many Rishayim. Again, it's Machlokes Rambam and Ramban. It's not a mitzvah. It's not a command. It's mitzvah. It's a reality. Only once you accept that as a reality, then you can get to everything else. Right? The first one of the Sarsi Dibris is not not a, not a. It's not a command. It's a dibur. It's, it's it's a reality. Once you accept that, that's the prerequisite for accepting everything. So if you don't have that, so you don't have anything. So is Amuna a mitzvah? So maybe yeah, or maybe it's such. It, it's not a mitzvah, but it's the root of all mitzvahs. Right? Which means it, it, it's not a mitzvah in its in it of itself. It's not that okay. This is there's a command of. There's no command of have emuna, but if you don't have emuna, so then what? What's the next one? Why not? Who told me I shouldn't have? Well, I shouldn't have other gods. God, I don't believe in him. Who told me that I shouldn't be jealous? Hashem, I don't believe in Hashem. Who told me? Because there was a Harsinai, I don't believe in Harsinai. Because there's a Moshe Rabbeinu. So the prerequisite for all mitzvahs is the Indian of Amuna. And really, when Rabbi Nachman writes, Mitzvah Gedalus Pesim Tatamid, it really means the same thing. It doesn't mean that it's a literal mitzvah in terms of there's a command, you need to be happy. But the prerequisite for doing proper Shmir Samitzvahs is Simcha. And if we're, yeah, Bahaya, if you're Besimcha, then Memela, Ekev Tishmon, Esamishpatam Elo, Shmartem Asisim Aisam, you can be involved in general. Because a person has proper simcha, and then mela on top of regular, on top of regular shmeres mitzvahs, on top of regular keeping mitzvahs, is a special mila that a person has when he's besimcha that he also has shmeres abris, which means v'haya is simcha. Then ekev tishmonas mishpatam elas shmartam esisim oisam. You'll be able to ekev, which means you'll have the ability through simcha to be able to mekayim tarik mitzvahs. And not only that, Nachman says, and the pasuk is telling us according to the way he's understanding it, v'shamer Hashem l'cha, Hashem will watch for you esabris. If you have simcha, you automatically have 
the antidote, the, the weapons against the Indian of the Indian of Bris. Thank you, Gama Bris. Ba Aida Klipe Yidua. Shinikra Shinikra Lamad Yod Lamad Lamad Tof. Al Shem Shem Yalalas Tamid. We don't even say this name of the Klipa. It's the, it's the Nukva. There's a male side of Klipa and a woman and a female side of Klipa. And the Samach Mem Alaf Lamad is the male side. And the Lamad Yod Lamad Yod Tof is the female side of the Klipa. And the whole, what that word means is it means depression. It means sadness. It means wailing. It means things which are sad. And that Klipa, we'll see once we get more into it. That Klipa specifically is there in order to ensure that people are Pagan Babris. That, that's what it's there for. It's the, it's the, uh, the perversion of a proper relationship between a husband and wife. It's this, you know, this, uh, this false, false woman which is there, which is only there, this klipa which is only there, the female klipa which is only there to make sure that people are fighting with this. And the name of that klipa is Lamadiyah, Lamadiyah Tuf, which means depression, which means sadness, wailing, brokenness. That's what the klipa means and that's why Klipa of Pagama Bris comes specifically through sadness. And again, we'll see this will all become a lot more clear as we go along. And therefore, the main end of Shmir Sabris, a person through Simcha, a person that Hashem is himself, Yazulai will help him, Lishmar Sabris HaKadosh, be able to be Shemir Sabris. That's what it means. Hashem will watch the bris. Hashem will give you the ability to have shmir sabris. Now, that's very nice and it makes sense and I hear it, I understand it. What does simcha mean? Right, so we have to really understand what proper simcha is. Right, so we normally think simcha means I'm happy. Right, I have a lot of things in my, in my life I could be sad about. And instead of focusing on the things I'm sad about, I focus on the things that I'm happy about. That, that's one level of simcha. Nachman is going to explain to us that the ultimate level of simcha is something much deeper than that. The ultimate level of simcha is not just, okay, I was sad and now I'm happy. The ultimate level of simcha is something much, much deeper than that. It's where I have the ability to be able to be mahapech, to flip around any reasons for sadness into being happiness itself, which is a much, much more difficult thing, right? Generally, when a person's simcha, again, simcha means I focus on that which I'm thankful for. I have a lot of reasons I can be sad now. Every person, every person has his own pekel of tzaris. Every reason has his own, you know, his own reasons why he could be sad. Simcha means, good morning, simcha means that instead of focusing on those things, I focus on that which is good in my life, right? Focus on it, it's positive thinking. It's, you know, it's, it's thinking that the, glop, the, the cup is half full, the glass is half full. And the male, I'm able to be a simcha. But that's not real simcha. Because when you're doing that, what you're doing is you're shutting off part of your brain, the part of your brain that has all of the sad parts of it, and you're just only shining a light on the parts of the, the reasons to be happy, which is good, but that's not the ultimate. You're not <laughs> you, seeing the good and the bad. Again. Exactly, you haven't, you haven't changed everything around. The ultimate is when the light can shine to your whole brain, to your whole conscious, the whole subconscious, and all of that is a reason for simcha, which is a much, much more difficult thing, right? For example, people will, people will many times you know, go through difficulties and they'll have amuna, and the amuna will, will allow them to be able to you know, hold on and to be able to say, okay, I have amuna, everything's gonna be fine. Now, there's two ways that you can do that. You can either have a Muna in a way in which you're sort of whitewashing everything that happened and just saying, I'm holding on, I'm grabbing on, I'm you know, grasping onto the Indian of a Muna because that gives me the ability to make it through the day. But you haven't really taken care of the core problem. You haven't really taken care of all the sadness and all the brokenness and all the depression and all the feelings of uh, you know, uncomfortability that come with the tzara that you went through. So instead of focusing on them, you focus on the Muna and say, everything will be fine, everything is good, everything will be good, mushrooms taking care of me, which is good, but, but that's not the ultimate. Because you haven't really taken care of all the issues that you've had. Right? Even, even Pasha in psychology works like this, right? If a person chooses to just think positively, right? There's a name for it in psychology, I'm forgetting what it's called right now. Where a person can have, it's harmful positive thinking. Where I'm thinking positive, but, but it's, not, it's not good for me. 
because all I'm doing is I'm just ignoring all of the reasons why I should be. I'm shutting down that whole part of my brain, shutting that whole part of my subconscious, which is sad, which is broken, which feels depressed. And I'm just saying, I'm going to ignore that. I'm going to put that in a box. And instead of focusing on that, I'm going to focus on all the reasons I have to be happy. Right? I'll make a list of you know, 10, 10, 15, 20 reasons why I have to be happy today. And I'll just focus on that. Don't look at the other things. It's good, but you're, 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 you're psychologically, you're, you're really harming yourself because you have real feelings and your feelings are valid feelings. You have good reasons to be sad. You have good reasons to be angry. You have good reasons to be upset. And instead of focusing on them, you're just ignoring them. So it's good because you're happy and the end result is the fact you're happy, but you haven't really taken care of the issue. You haven't really gotten to the issue, right? And, and the Valtania calls this that there's two levels of fighting the Yitzhahara. One's called Eskafia, one's called Eshafka. Skafia means where you take the Yetzirah, you twist his arm, and you stand on top of him. So now the Yetzirah is not attacking you, because you're on top of him, right? You twisted his arm, you put him in a headlock, and he's down on the floor. That's called the Skafia. You're forcing the Yetzirah not to bother you. That's good. That's amazing. Now, the issue is, you, you haven't eradicated the Yetzirah. So the Yetzirah may be down on the floor right now, but he always has the ability to pop, right, to pop back up at any moment. So you, you're holding him down. Right now, you're victorious, but you haven't taken care of the core issue. It's Habcha means when I make a hapech. When I, when I go in and I'm able to change the Yetzahara into working for my Yetzahtayv. That, that's the ultimate. The ultimate is not just I'm holding him down because then he can pop back up. The ultimate is when I can change the essence of the Yetzahara into being a Yetzahtayv. And Chazal even say that in the Pasuk right? You have, to, you have to serve the Marshal B'Lavavecha. Chazal say B'Shnei B'Shnei L'Vavavais. You have to serve the Marshal B'Tul L'Vavavais. What does that mean? Yetzahara Yetzahtayv. How do I serve Hashem at the Yetzahara? I don't, I don't serve Hashem Bakar. I try to either means that I just ignore my Yetzirah and that way I serve Hashem. But more than that, it means that, that I'm not serving him with my Yetzirah, right? That's the issue is I'm ignoring him. Uh, that's not re- the real touch is that I'm able to serve the Rabbanish Lalam with my Yetzirah by turning around my Yetzirah into being a vehicle for actual, for actual growth in Avadis Hashem. So my Yetzirah and my Yetzirah are both working on the same page. They're both working towards the common goal of getting me closer to the Rabbanish And really, really, the Yetzirah's only role in this world is to make you closer to Hashem. Right, so as it is, is doing that. As it, right. So as it is, is doing that by just, his role is to try to get you closer to Hashem. Now the question is, if you can serve Hashem with the Yetzirah. He, he, like the Baltania writes, that the Yetzirah is a bigger, has more Amunah than you have. Right, Baharaya, he, he follows the Rabbanish to a T. He never ever veers from his mission for a second, right? We all know that. The Yetzirah has been with us since day one and has been harassing us ever. He follows what the Rabbanish wants. He follows Ratzon Hashem. He never ever veers from Ratzon Hashem. We, unfortunately, sometimes do. Right? So you're right. You're right. So Hashem like that. The Yetzirah has more Amuna than you do. Right? So the Yetzirah works for Hashem. He doesn't have, a, he doesn't have an agenda of his own, right? That, that's, a, you know, that's a false perception. If you think of the Yetzirah as his own entity, his own power, whose goal is to get us away from Hashem. No, he works for Hashem in order to set up stumbling blocks that we don't follow. Right, the mushal the Zerah gives, a very famous mushal. Well, he brings this down many places. The Zerah gives a mushal of a father who wants to see if his child's ready, a king who wants to see if his child's ready to take over the kingship. Now, the number one necessity, the number one most important you know, thing that he needs in order to be the king is he needs to be loyal. He needs to be loyal to his people, he needs to be loyal to his advisors, advisors. He needs to be somebody who's a trustworthy person, a person who's you know, constantly lying and fooling and, and, and you know, involved in the world of falsehood can't be a king. So what does a king do? The king sets up uh, a zaina on the crossroads and he sets up a prostitute here to try, try to seduce his son. His son's the prince, he sets her up and he pays, you know, pays her a large amount of money. Her goal is to try to seduce the prince. Now, if the prince, if the prince wins and the prince doesn't get seduced by the zaino, so the prince is able to win and the prince will become, you know, become the king. 
the prince unfortunately falls, then the king knows that, okay, he's somebody who can fall easily. Somebody doesn't have the, you know, the fortitude to be able to make it through being a king with all the challenges. And therefore the king says, okay, it's not for you, right? So when that, when that Zayn is standing there on the street corner, what does she want? She wants to she, or, no, she doesn't. She got hired by the king. She just said to do her job. Yeah, her job is to be as seductive as possible for the prince. But in the back of her mind, she works for the king, and she's like, I really. If, want, she wants him to succeed. Of course, she wants him to succeed. She's like, this is crazy. If he falls for my seduction, he's losing the ability to be the king. That's such a chaval. Like here it is. I'm seducing her, but it's so simple and it's so silly compared to what he could get if he just overcomes the seduction. So she was hired by the king. She has to do the best job. If she doesn't do the best job possible. So that's not fair. The king paid you good money to be a, to be a prostitute. You have to be the prostitute. It's if he doesn't if he doesn't do his job, if she, I'm sorry, if she doesn't do her job, so then that's not faithful to the king. The king said, you know, be a prostitute, stand on the road and try to seduce my child. But in the back of her mind, the recess of her mind, she's hoping the whole time as she's doing everything, don't fall for it. Don't come on. Don't fall for my tricks. Right? Zaire says the eight is the same way. He was hired by the king to try to make us fool, but not to make us fool. He's only good, yeah, of course. His goal, his role is really just to be there, just to try to get us to, to be able to overcome him. That's what he wants. He wants more than anything us to build. Even Nachman writes, but the Rebbe it's the same thing. The Rebbe wants us to be victorious, Taviyachal over him. Even the Rebbe makes a Gezerah, and the Rebbe wants us to be Mavatal the Gezerah. Ah, uh, Yashem made a but he's hoping that you'll come along and be Mavatal the Gezerah. He doesn't want you to stay with the Gezerah and say, okay, this is the reality. Right? This Rebbe says, for example, by Noyach, right, where the Zerah says, you know, to some extent, Noyach was responsible for the marble because he didn't daven properly. So it was the same thing. Hashem came and told him, is it going to be Gizera? The world's going to get destroyed. So Noyach said, okay, so if Hashem's telling it to me, there's probably nothing I could know. Hashem's telling it to you, but in the back of Kaviach Hashem's mind, he's hoping that you're going to say, I'm going to daven, like Avram Levine daven for and you're going to try to turn it around. That, that's the role. So uh, again, there's this concept of being Minatzech, where Hashem sets up things where they look a certain way, but the real goal is, is to go deeper and to understand that it's not really the way it looks and there's really, it may look like I'm just supposed to accept the decree, but the real ultimate is to overcome the decree and to push further. Okay, that, you know, that, that's, uh, that's when it comes to Xeris, when it comes to Yitzhara in general. But the ultimate, the ultimate's gonna be, the ultimate's gonna be is when, I'm not happy because I focus on the good and the positive in my life. I'm happy because I've, I've gotten to the point where I'm able to turn around the sadness that I have in my life into being a vehicle for happiness. Now that's a real avoid. That's a real avoid. It doesn't happen easily. And it's not, it's not very easy, right? So Nachman says, Now what does that mean? It means I should just be happy? Yeah. On one hand, yeah. Rabbi Nachman says that whatever you can do, whatever you can do to be happy, do it. And Nachman says, even if it's mili dishtusa, right? Even if it's just something silly, something stupid, right? Listen to some clean comedy, you dance, you do, you do something funny, doesn't make a difference. Do whatever is necessary to be happy, because being happy, like we said, is the prerequisite for everything. At the same time, that's not the ultimate happiness. Uh, you know, when you're, a person's happy because they listen to comedy, so you're happy, but you're not really happy. Your insides, all the issues that you've had before are still there. You haven't taken care of anything. You've just got an external level of happiness, which is also good and also necessary, but you want to get deeper than that. You want to be able to get to the kishkas, get to the inside of all the things that are really getting in your way of being happy and being able to turn them around to being vehicles for happiness itself. That's what Nachman tells in in in, in Torah Chav Gimel. In Tanyana Chav Gimel, that the ikar avoid of simcha is to be mahapach yagen va'anacha into being simcha itself. Right? We we'll read inside. We'll probably do Chav Gimel. I don't know if we'll do Chav Dalal today. We'll do Chav Gimel, but Chav Gimel and Chav Dalal are the two main two main terrors where he talks about the Indian of simcha. And then once we understand Chav Gimel and Chav Dalal properly, in Tanyana the second chelak. Once we understand the 
Once you understand properly, then we'll be able to go into Lakut Alachas and see how this is Mamash the key to Shmir Sabris. This whole idea of Simcha in a very, very deep way is the key to Shmir Sabris, key to Shalom is key to everything. It's the key really to everything is the Indian of Simcha. And that's why Rabnachman made such a major, major focus on being a Simcha. Wasn't well, just okay, it's a nice thing. <laughs> like Amuna, right? Simcha, these are things which are fundamental and crucial to a person being an Ayyad Hashem. Yeah, then it's Ekev Tishma. Then he can do all the other targets. Technically speaking, if I'm Simcha, am I getting a mitzvah or no? So the, the way that, the way, uh, you, you, want, you want to know, you want to know, you're getting schar for it? I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if you're getting schar. You want to know if it's one of the Taryag mitzvahs practically in the Chinuch and the Smag and the Smag? No, it's not. But uh, serving the Rabbanishim with Simcha is, and you have the ability to serve the Rabbanishim at every second, right? Rabbi Kalina said, "Sadness is not a mitzvah. Sadness is not a mitzvah in itself, but it's the root of all mitzvahs. Depression is not a avera in itself, but it's the root of all averas." Right. So, which means it's simcha and simcha and depression are not happy or sad. Is a muna a mitzvah? When you when you have a muna, is it a mitzvah? It's machlekes. Could be not being mekayim a mitzvah. Could be that just it's a reality. It's mitzvahs. You either accept it or you don't accept it. It's not a it's not a mitzvah. It's machlekes rama and rama. It's machlekes many of the many mitzvahs. Is it a mitzvah or not? So are, are you getting a mitzvah when you, uh, when you have a muna? Maybe not. But does that mean that it makes that it takes away in any which way from simcha from from the Indian of what a muna is? I care. It's so fundamental that it's not even one of the tariq mitzvahs. It's the prerequisite for all tariq mitzvahs. Right. So are you doing mitzvah for simcha? I don't know. Maybe not. Very possibly not according to the you know the the literal translation of what a mitzvah means. But is it the root of all mitzvahs? Yeah, so it's the prerequisite, it's the root of mamish everything. So Nachman writes over here in Tarikh of Gimel, but Indian Simcha, yeah, and the concept of Simcha. Api Mashal, yeah, and you made all this from an MBD song. He made a song about this many, many years ago. Like when I was in high school, so a good couple of years ago, I made a song about this with this mashal. Yeah, I'll be mashal, I'll be mashal to the following mashal. So, yeah, there are times when a person is dancing and a person's involved. You buy a chasana, you buy a var, you buy a sheva brachas, you buy a siyam. People are sitting around, people are dancing. Now, what happens? Every time there's a circle, right? This happens. Look at any shul in Simchas Terra. There's always two, two types of people in Simchas Terra. There's people that are dancing. But are not dancing, right? The people that are not dancing are one of two people. Either that they're on the side schmoozing, drinking, or doing something else, or if they want to make themselves feel a little bit more from their learning instead of dancing. But ultimately, they're missing out on what the point of Simchas Tare is. But the point of Simchas Tare is to dance. The point of a chasana is to be not to stand in the sun and schmooze. So always two types of people. There's people that are dancing, and the people that are, we're not dancers, right? I always have, I remember in shul, like, you know, like a hollow, always like, you know, dancing Friday night, try to like bring, uh, it's not my thing, I don't dance, I don't dance, you know. Uh, some people say it's halacha that I dance, most people just say it's not, I don't, I don't dance, it's not my type, I don't dance. So Yisab Nachman says, that's what happens, Marshall, but now they're dancing. Right, so people sitting and singing and dancing and they're involved in a rico, they're involved in a process of simcha. So now there's somebody standing on the outside, right? So you have two, you have two choices when you're on the inside of the circle. Either you ignore the person, and just, you know, say like, okay, now he's not there, or, if you, you really get to the ultimate level of simcha, what you do is you see somebody standing on the side, you can't watch him stand on the side. If you're really enjoying dancing, and you're really feeling the simcha as you're dancing, you just want to grab the guy and pull him into the circle. Hey, you're dancing around, it's simcha, it's kishmach, and you see this guy standing on the side by himself, looking at his phone, you know, just scrolling up and down his phone. You, you just want to grab the guy. You say, come on, like, just join the circle, join in the simcha. The guy's standing, he has, he has 500 reasons not to dance. 500 reasons not to dance. He doesn't want to dance, which is understandable. He doesn't want to dance. But when you're involved in the process of dancing and you have simcha, you just want to grab the guy and drag him into the circle. Yeah, we all know what this looks like. You, you force him in against his will. He says, no, nah, nah, I don't want to. And you pull him in. 
into the circle of those that are dancing. Yeah, you watch this guy, something phenomenal happens, yeah? When the guy got pulled in, he was fighting tooth and nail, not to get pulled into the circle. As they got pulled into the circle and they started dancing, may take a minute, two minutes, but slowly you see like, he starts to become joyous, right? And, and you don't have to grip him as hard to make sure he stays in the circle. Slowly he's starting to enjoy the circle. And maybe five minutes later, when you move on to the other circle, you see that he's still involved in the circle. Yeah, so you pulled him in, Balkarche wasn't happy, he wasn't interested, you pulled him in, you slept him into the circle, and suddenly Balkarche, he was able to turn into the world of Simcha. Simcha is the same way. When a person's happy, Normally what happens when a person's happy is there's two parts of your brain. There's a part of your brain that's happy, that's positive, that's focused on only the good things that are taking place in my life. And then all the bad things, everything, everything challenging that happens because that's pushed out to the side of my brain. Right? And really the same thing happens on the other side also. Right? When, I, when I'm sad about something, what I do is I'm, I just focus on all the reasons I have to be sad, right? which is ridiculous. Right? A person, person, you know, uh, my watch broke this morning, right? I came out of the mikvah, I saw my watch, my watch broke. It's like, I can't tell you how many times this watch is broken on me. My watch broke again. Yeah, I just bought it last week to the shop. I fixed it. So on the one hand, there's a certain sadness about that, right? My watch broke and it's an expensive watch. I don't want to break and I tried to fix it. Not kishmak that it broke. So if I'm sad, what I do is I just focus on the fact that my watch broke and all the other reasons. My car's working. I have a good car. I made it to shop in time. I'm breathing. I don't feel sick. I have a good coffee. I've, I have 10,000 reasons to be happy and I have one reason to be sad and instead of focusing on the 10,000, I focus on the sad and I push away all the reasons to be happy and I can't even focus, I can't even realize that I have any reason in the world to be happy. You know, you ask somebody, why are you sad? Uh, this and that. <laughs> I remember years ago, years ago, I was one time sitting in, uh, sitting with a friend of mine who was involved with Ofta Derek Kids and it was uh, a interesting conversation. We were in J2 and Matzah Shabbos, 20 years ago, we were in J2 and Matzah Shabbos and he called over one of the guys he knew. And the guy's like, oh, I'm telling you, my life's terrible, my life's horrible, whatever. So we said, okay, we're gonna go around the table and everyone's gonna talk about their life circumstances. And you know, let's see, let's see like who has you know, reasons to be happy and who has reasons to be sad. So this guy himself had lost his father when he was very young. He lost, his mother was sick most of her life. He paid his own tuition. He, he did not have an easy life, Bechlau. My friend, my friend, he did not have an easy life at all. Rakhshem was married at that point, did not have an easy life. His wife also did not have an easy life at all. I, saw, I spoke about certain challenges that I had in my life. We all ran around the table. And then we got to this guy and we said, okay, so like, and, and he's just like, well, my parents don't want to give me money for cigarettes. And it was like, it was so, it was so like telling. He hopped as he was saying it that it's like, he can't really say this properly with a straight face because he just started, and, and Khalila, it doesn't mean that, that we take, that our pain means that, that, doesn't, that, that doesn't validate his pain. Of course, he, he could have real pain, the fact that his parents are giving him for cigarettes or the fact that he doesn't like his parents, whatever his issues are. It, just because I have a greater level of pain, I went through greater sadness, doesn't mean that he doesn't have sadness, right? He could have sadness, but what's taking place is the guy has none of the challenges that the other people on the table had. He brought Hashem, his, you know, his parents are healthy, his, things are going well in his life, but that's him. But the fact that he has something not going well becomes the sole focus of his life, the sole focus of his day, and he's sad because of that. Now, that's silly, right? But that's, that's the reality of what you do when you're sad, is you only focus on the reasons to be sad, and you can't recognize you have any reasons in the world to be happy. Now, when it comes to simcha, it's the same thing. When a person thinks positively, you say, why are you happy? What do you mean? Because I'm breathing. Yeah, but, but didn't, you, uh, didn't your checks back, you know, that you just sent to your landlord bounce last week? And didn't you, uh, isn't your credit card bill, you know, for $12,000? And isn't your house up for four o'clock? Yeah, but come on, Baruch Hashem, I'm breathing, I'm healthy, I have a wife, I have children, it's amazing. So you have a lot of reasons to be happy, which is good. It's, po it's positive. You're focusing on that which is positive. Now, what happened to all the challenges in your life? 
I shift it over to the side. Now there's a circle going on in your, ha- in your head of all the reasons you have to be happy and it's dancing and it's running around and it's basimcha and it's amazing. And then on the side is all the reasons you have not to be happy. They're standing outside. You push them over to the side and said, I don't want to deal with you now. I don't want to talk to you now. You're just trying to make me sad. I just want to be happy. Right, so what happens is when a person's happy, all the challenges that we really have, they just get pushed over to the side, to the side. Which is great, that's level one of being happy, but what's the second level of being happy? No, 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 not to just push them to the side and say, I don't want to deal with you now. I don't want to deal with my challenges. I want to just lock it up in a box and just not deal with any of my emotions, any of my pains, any of my suffering, any of my traumas. Just push it to the side. No, that's not the ultimate. The ultimate is to run after the pain. Like that Moshe Nachman said, to grab the Marishchaira, to grab all the reasons for being sad. But to pull it into the circle of happiness. But if that the sadness itself, we'll turn around to Simcha. Like this guy who got drawn into the circle. Because of the tremendous happenings taking place, then you're able to turn around all of those reasons for sadness, able to turn them into being reasons themselves for being happiness. He doesn't want to come in. The reasons for sadness don't want to come into the circle. They are sad. They are reasons for being said you stuff them into the circle come here you pull them in and slowly what happens is you have the capability to be able to them to turn into reasons of being happiness we'll have to understand how this process works right it's very nice it sounds amazing but how do you do that how do you make sure that all the pains and challenges and traumas and sadness and, and suffering and, and anxieties that you have that you can turn them around we'll have to get to how you do that in a very very practical way we're not going to talk about this in but first we have to understand that that's the ultimate level of simcha is that there are no black places in my head there are no places where I just say I'm shutting it off I don't want to deal with it I deal with everything and I'm able to find the joy even in the sadness right it says that's, that, 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 that's what the Pasuk means and the Pasuk says Pasuk in Yeshaya says Sasa in v'simcha yasigu it's talking about Yemaisa Mashiach Sasa in v'simcha yasigu joy and joy and gladness yasigu will we'll reach them will reach Kala Yisrael v'nasu v'yagain v'anacha v'nasu and will run away Yagan v'anacha sadness and depression will run away so two things take place Sasa in v'simcha yasigu Sasa in v'simcha will reach Kala Yisrael you'll have the ability to be able to be happy and all the reasons for sadness will run away. There's another way to read, read the Pasa. They're running away, not just because, okay, you're happy. They're running away because right now you're in a place of happiness and therefore they want to get as far away from you as possible. Because right now you're dancing in that circle, they're pushed all the way to the side. That's what sadness does when you're happy. It stands on the side. So what do you have to do? You have to chase and run after the sadness and to reach it to pull it into the world of Simcha. And that's what the Pasuk means. Yeah, look back at the Pasuk. It says, And in a simple level, it means that Sasan and Simcha will reach Klal Yisrael. On a deeper level, it means Sasan and Simcha will reach Yagan Va'anacha. Right? Sasan and Simcha Yasigu. Sasan and Simcha will catch up to the next words would say, Venasu, Yagan Vanacha. Yagan and Anacha are trying to run away. 
and Sasan and Simcha are running after them, right? The Gemara talks about a people that names were Sasan and Simcha, right? Like they're literally running after that, that world of Yagen Vanacha. Yagen is trying to run as far away from the circle as possible. I'm on my phone, I'm on Instagram, I don't want to dance for the Chasna, I'm not, I'm learning Mishnayas during Simcha Sarah. I don't want to dance, I don't want to be part of this happiness. And Sasan and Simcha are just those guys, those annoying guys that are just slapping everybody into the circle. They're running after them. I'm to be Masigu to grab them and to pull them in. They go and they grab the Yagam Anacha, Shem Nasan Barakham Samcha, which are running away from Simcha, Lahachnes Oisabakarkal Taika Simcha, to pull them into the world of Simcha. Kiesh Yagam Anacha. It doesn't want to be part of Kedusha. This sadness, this depression, this atzvah, it's the opposite. It's the opposite. It says, I don't want to have anything to do with holiness. I'm the opposite of holiness. I'm the sitra achra. I'm sadness, depression. I'm that which is pulling you into Averis and it's running away. You have to get there, grab it, open up all the boxes and all the traumas and sadnesses and depressions and brokenness, open it up and pull it out and be able to find joy within the darkness, not just joy in the joy itself. That's the ultimate level of simcha. I'll have to get to next time exactly how you do that process. What does that look like? How do you, how do you go from just, okay, just focusing on positive thinking to actually ensuring that you can find joy within sadness, you can find joy within the darkness, within the blackness of your life. I'll have to get to the midst of now. Next time, how you go through that process, but that's, uh, that's ultimately how I do to mix those two things together. Where it's not okay, it's two separate parts of my brain, two separate parts of my subconscious. When you put anywhere, I'm able to bring those two together and draw them in together, draw happiness even at the place of sadness, that will be the, uh, the ultimate level of Simcha. And we'll see as we get into it how that, that's all connected to all the Shmir Sabris and the Nino Shaivim.